What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. Another day, another wonderful day around the league. Plenty going on. Let's start with some news. Not necessarily a recap, but we have some news to go through. The Cubs have signed Ian Happ to an extension. So they have kept one of the top impending free agents off the market. He was going to be a free agent in the winter. Now he's got himself a three-year extension with $61 million guaranteed and a full no-trade clause. So round of applause for Ian Happ. Congrats to him securing that bag. He'll be on the north side for three more years. So it, it's frankly a bit of a surprising deal for Hap. This is a, a lot of money, $20 million a year for three years. Um, yeah, because if you think about it, he was very close to the open market, and you would think he'd probably get more as a free agent, as a relatively young free agent, because... 2024, next season would be his age 29 season. So if you look at recent deals the free agents have signed for corner outfielders, it suggests that Hap could have made a very strong case for a lengthier and more lucrative deal. Kyle Schwarber, four years, 79 million. Nick Castellanos, five years, 100 million. Andrew Benintendi, five years, 75. So Hap taking three years, 60 million. You know, that, that seems like a hometown discount. Looks like he gave Chicago a hometown discount. I mean, even Michael Conforto got $36 million guaranteed after not playing a single game last year. And Hap is younger than Schwarber and Castellanos were, healthier than Conforto was, and has a better offensive track record than Benintendi. So he's a better player than, well, not better player, but he has a better profile, better free agent profile than all of those guys did at the time. Granted, he does strike out more often and hits for a lower average, but he also reaches base more frequently and has a good bit more power than Ben Attendi. If you go back to the 2019 season, Hap is a 254 hitter with a 802 OPS, 66 homers, 22 steals. So if you just convert that to weight runs created plus, he's been 18% better than league average over that span. So that's a very good hitter, you know, 118 WRC plus. So yeah, he gave him a hometown discount. <laughs> that is, that is exactly what happened. It is what it is. It's still good money though. He's not going to complain about that. But, um, yeah, on the AAV side, 20 million a year, that's great. He probably just could have gotten an extra year. I think he got four years, 80 or something like that, but you'll take it because a bird in the hand is worth more than two in the bush, as they say. So the Cubs, are looking good as far as retaining talent. They just locked up Nico Horner, just locked up Ian Happ. Of course, they they went out there last year and they got Marcus Stroman, who's back this year. Uh, you know, Seiya Suzuki's in the fold. They have Cody Bellinger. They've been they've been putting in some work. You know, a couple of years away, maybe like two years away from being serious contenders, but they're spending. And how do I even forget Dansby Swanson? They went out and signed him. So. Yeah, this is going to be a uh, interesting Cubs team in a few years' time. Some other news. Jake Odorizzi is going to miss the entire 2023 season due to a shoulder procedure. So he underwent an arthroscopic procedure on his shoulder. He's going to miss all year. So needless to say, it's a it's a very bad... Rangers right-handed, by the way. He's with the Rangers. It's, it's a bad development for both him and the Rangers because... 
Texas went into the offseason trying to upgrade the rotation. This is a rotation that posted a 4-6-3 ERA last year. And, uh, you know, losing Odorizzi for the entire year, that's, that's going to be a blow. I mean, you don't even get one inning out of him. He seemed like a solid pickup for the Rangers, even amid all the injuries he's had in the past. But unfortunately, the Rangers got absolutely nothing out of this deal. And, yeah, so that's that, that's rough. I mean, he came over uh, from Atlanta. Atlanta's actually picking up $10 million of his $12.5 million salary as part of the trade. This was the Colby Allard trade. The Rangers sent Colby Allard over to Atlanta. But uh, even though the Rangers are only paying $2.5 million of his salary, they're getting literally nothing out of it. I mean, yeah. And the Braves look even worse. They're paying $10 million for a player who's on another team, and he's not even playing. Actually, maybe it's better for the Braves because he's not, they're not paying for someone to, to help another team. But the Rangers have a front five in DeGrom, Ivaldi, Haney, Martin Perez, and John Gray. And, yeah, I mean, they, they were they were having a sixth starter, which was Odorizzi. They're going to proceed without that. So that's, that's the news coming out of Arlington, Texas. Let's jump out to the San Francisco Bay Area. So there's just something about facing the Giants that brings out the best in Max Muncy. After hitting two home runs in Monday's series opener, he launched two more on Wednesday night as the Dodgers beat the Giants 10-5 to earn a series victory. Something about the Giants. I don't, I don't know what it is. It brings out the best in this guy because he wasn't hit much before that, before this series. And now suddenly he's moved into a tie for second place in the majors with five home runs this season. And he has 14 RBIs, which ties him for the National League lead. And that's that's how you do it. And you hit him in bunches and suddenly people forget about your struggles. It's also early and you don't don't put much stock in a player struggling for two weeks. That doesn't really mean anything in baseball. So Max Muncy's back on track. Power stroke is is looking good as he pushes the Dodgers to a win over the Giants. And of course, the Red Sox cannot stop the Red Sox the the Red Hot Rays. The Rays have now won twelve in a row. They beat Boston by a score of nine seven. Tampa Bay just they're world beaters. They're they're running the table right now. They they cannot lose. They just cannot lose. Chris Sale was tagged with the loss here. Rafael Devers hit a three-run homer in this game, going oppo taco, but uh, was not enough. Sale struggled. You know, through his first three starts of the season, Chris Sale's ERA is an 11.25. And uh, in this one, he gave up five earned runs in the first inning. Ended up lasting four innings in this game, but he is not the same pitcher. I mean, it's time to stop sugarcoating it. He's he's no longer. I mean, it's the name is what carries weight, but no, it's not, it's not the same Chris Sale we saw, was it, what, 10 years ago at this point when he was doing crazy stuff with the White Sox or even his first year or two with the Red Sox. He's not the same. So we're going to have to stop, uh, pretending like he's an ace because he's not, but it is what it is. He's just someone who used up all his bullets early in his career. That's really what he is because if, if you look at it, he was fast-tracked to the big leagues. I believe Chris Sale, I think he's one of the players who never pitched in the minor leagues. I think that's what it was. I think he, or maybe, you know, he did pitch in the minor leagues, but it was like very, very brief. He was drafted, and he made his major league debut that same year he was drafted. That's what it was. Yeah, that's what it was in 2010. Pitched, yeah, what, like 20 innings? 
in the minor leagues and he was up in the majors right after that. That's what it was. So not a whole lot of experience in the minor leagues. He was brought up to the majors and the White Sox rode him hard. You know, he started pitching out of the bullpen initially. Then, you know, you see his first full season, age 23, 192 innings. The next year, 214 innings. The year after that, you know, 174 innings, you know, 208 innings. The year after that, 226 innings. His final year at the White Sox, then 214 first year at the Red Sox. You know, he has a lot of tread on the tires. And it's clear that he's used up all his bullets. And he's, he's not the, he's not the, the same guy he was 10 years ago. But that's what happens. It happens to some people. Um, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. So Jordan Walker extended his hit streak to 12. He has had a hit in every single game to start his career so far. Yeah, um, that is, that's special. I mean, start your big league career with a 12 game hit streak. That's, that is special. Remember, he's 20 years old. I'm going to keep saying that. That is so young to be doing this, but that's, that's why the Cardinals were super excited about this guy. Let's head up to Toronto where the Blue Jays are finally playing home games. You know, they started the season off on a road trip and everything and they're back home. And they get a win, a walk-off single by George Springer. Gives them a 4-3 win. And, yeah, they do it against the Tigers here. Drawn in infield, bottom of the 10th. Springer shoots a base hit up the middle, and the Blue Jays get the victory. You know, Toronto is a fun team to watch. They they have, they just have that flair, right? You know, they have, they have they had some swag. You got guys who are young, who are really talented. Bichette, Guerrero, Springer, guys like that. Even on the pitching staff, you know, you have Kevin Gosman who pitched on Wednesday. He looked really sharp. 11 punch outs for Kevin Gosman. 10 of them came on the splitter, by the way, on a split finger. And, you know, Gosman has, you know, he signed that big deal with them a few years ago and he's been, he's been everything they ever wanted. He's someone who's turned a corner over the last few years. Remember when he was with Baltimore, he had some years where he was getting hit really hard. But he has become an elite pitcher, uh, elite pitcher and you know, one of the best out there. So eight innings, three earned runs, 11 punch outs for Kevin Gosman as his ERA improves to 1.35 on the season. But Blue Jays beat the Tigers by a final score of 4-3. So those are pretty much the big updates and highlights for now, you know, as you know, the, the calendar moves to Thursday's slate. I think it's just more of the same. A couple day games, Red Sox and Rays, and also A's and Orioles. Then, you know, the nighttime slate for four more games. So it's not a, it's not a full slate. I'm sorry, five more games. Not a full slate because, of course, uh, teams will be traveling as they make their way to their weekend destinations. But that's going to do it for today. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.